just my only memory gets to be the gardery, which I don't even remember. It's just you deciding what my memories like you wanted me to talk about that. That was a little annoying. I don't remember the gardery. I was two. He asked Zach, you to you... say your own memories. You had a chance. You said dad skiing with dad. Yeah. Your yeah. food. I just wanted. I thought the gardery is funny. Becky getting thrown into like French Canadian childcare situations yeah, is one of, of my, my favorite you know things about our childhood. Thank God I don't have anxiety. Imagine if you two had been put in those situations. Why do you think I was not put in the gardery? Welcome to a Winter Wonderland edition of the Friday Night Movie Podcast, because today, my sisters and I, we're going to talk about skiing and ski movies. Becky, you have a quizzical look on your face today. How are you doing? I'm not sure I'm awake right now, if I'm completely honest. I'm not asleep, but I'm also not awake. It's the sleep deprivation. Do you you guys find that, like, you see... I feel like I'm constantly seeing... I must be following... It must be BuzzFeed or something. I don't know what it is I'm following on Instagram. That I'm constantly seeing, like... I don't know. Elizabeth Banks gives you her top 10 parenting, like or top 10 parenting phrases from Elizabeth Banks or just like randos, like celebrities. Hugh Jackman talks about parenting top 10 things. And I'm just like, I don't need to read Hugh Jackman. I parent oh, every I day. I have a strong, I don't listen to or read like, anything about other shit. people's parenting. Right. There's a very That's small group of, seeing those. there's a very small group of people where I'm interested in what they're doing. Because they're good friends, or I respect them, or I really like their children. Aside from that, I go through life completely, blissfully uninterested in the dynamics of other people's parenting. I agree, which is why I feel no guilt or shame around the fact that I give my child graham crackers for dinner and let her let her watch TV every day. You know, it's you're talking about. Right. You you handled two very important activities there: imagineering, <laughs> and uh, snacking. Graham is is one of the food groups. We have graham crackers in many forms in so, this house: cracker form, oh, bunny form, chocolate bunny form. <laughs> oh yeah. So speaking of feeding, That's an animal your... formed graham is so good. I know it's way better. It's Whether the, it be the creases, bear. the teddy or the bunny. <laughs> The it's teddy, the crease. The teddy the gets a little extra flavor in those it's arm. It's so creases. true. There is something it's about so a teddy true. gram. It has a like a little extra like honey or something. It's, it's or the a little creases. extra cinnamon. Oh yeah. It's the creases. Oh, yeah, the creases. Right. So genius. Speaking of feeding our children, I was just upstairs in the house and the, the kids ha- each have a play date over, a friend over. And the the afternoon activity is often making lunch or dessert. So I guided a couple of them in making Cheerio rice crispy square type that type of thing, but with sprinkles and chocolate bars melted into them because I let's be honest, I know how to take that snacks. Seems ambitious. It's not gonna be bad. And then Allie led the making their own pizzas and it's great. Our local pizza place sells you the dough for like a couple of bucks and then you can make your own pizza. It's a fun experience for the kids. It cooks up really fast. So I wander upstairs having not eaten much today. And these kids are, frankly, they made some really good-looking pizza. And 
I walk up and I said, who's going to share the pizza with me? And Allie just gave me a look like, stop. Because I, I do do this. I'm always like asking the kids, you're going to finish that? You're going to finish that? You're going to finish that? Because <laughs> I didn't eat their thing, but I want to try it. So I said, who isn't going to finish their pizza? Who wants to share it with me? And the kids in the chorus yell, no. And then I said, who wants to have a competition as to whose pizza's better? And they were like, eat our pizza, <laughs> eat our pizza. You top chef them. So, you top chef reverse psychology. So though. I ate the first pizza made by the older kids. And it was it was excellent bread, uh, excellent crust texture, excellent balance. Was there like balance. M&M's on it or something? I mean, no, 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 it was excellent balance They didn't make sauce. the dough, so I don't know why you're commenting on the crust Hold texture. Hold on, there's purpose here. So I, I mentioned that and they said, well, how many stars? How many stars? And I said four stars oh they're very happy so then the younger kids bring me their pizza and and i'm very excited because now i'm getting a second piece of pizza and their dough was like a little bit flatter i think they didn't need it enough whatever it was but they did a great job with the spicing with the oregano and stuff so i said well this one the the dough isn't as good but the flavor is better so this one gets four stars and the kids are like what we need you to eat more pizza (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to decide and like, the winner. take the challenge. So I, I ended up eating a quarter of their pizza. I have to Wait, tell you, I do time. not want to eat anything touched by children. Agreed. Oh, Becky well, sent me this picture yesterday. I, I, it's just like her snotty, like super boogery daughter holding, who's gorgeous, but still very boogery, holding half of like eating a cookie. And Becky's eat. like, look at this cookie we shared. And I just I just wrote back to her, tell me you didn't take a bite off of that piece of the cookie. Like, I will throw up. And she's like, no, no, I broke it in half first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Every time I take my cell phone back from her, I spray it down with disinfectant. (laughs) Well, well, last night I was definitely hovering around the end of the kids' dinner and was eating parts of it when I was... Well, yeah, but your kids are older. Your immune system is like steel at this point. It is. Also, my kids' food is just covered in boogers. I think you're past that. Yeah, my kids' food is not boogery. My kids' food. Okay, so um, before we get into the show, I have exciting news to announce that you guys know already, but we are continuing Friday Night Movies Comic-Con extravaganzas, and on October 23rd through 25th, 2020, Friday Night Movie Podcast will be at Baltimore Comic-Con at the Baltimore Convention Center, and this is a big con. Crazy. And Crazy we're talk. really excited. Uh, I will definitely be there. <laughs> Hopefully, the, uh, my other hosts will be there as well. Uh, you do a Comic-Con in the Canary Islands. I will be there, maybe. If there's a Comic-Con and you get us a table, I will fly for that. Actually, are there European Comic-Cons? Maybe we could sure. do one of those. I mean, we, a lot of our listeners are, in fact, in Spain. So, anyways, we're, I'm really excited about that. We're going to bring the whole booth there. We're going to give away prizes. People are going to get to be on the show like we've done in the past. And we will be putting how you can get tickets in the show notes and mentioning this every week until October. And we are thrilled. We are psyched. The Baltimore Comic-Con guys have been super nice. And uh, we are we're excited to be a part of that community. Now, with that... We shall move along and talk about ski movies. I went skiing with my family last week after the taping the Josh episode, and we had an amazing time, and it just brought back so many memories because we skied every week and every as Sunday. kids. And I realize now, and I only did this for like two hours with my kids, I realize now how heroic our parents are. I really have to start there. I have visions of dad holding four ski totes 
and pulling yeah. a sled with his teeth with the two of you in the sled. I carried my own skis. Yeah. I was the only one who carried my own skis. Maybe mom did sometimes too. And he would carry you I all. I carried the poles. I carried and, poles. And he would he would pull the 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 sled with you guys in it across the parking lot all the way to drop Becky off at the garderie, which we'll get into which in a moment. The the it's daycare. Like, it's like French, the, the French daycare at yeah, the ski hill. French ski prison. And and then they would put us in lessons, which must have cost so much money, and then ski with us till four, five, six, sometimes into the evening. I, I remember having to get up to go skiing uh, for Sunday, like ski school, at like before the sun came out, oh, yeah, which is not saying out. very much in Montreal. I mean, in the, the, sun the sun didn't come out, out till like, like 9 30 and it was pitch black like four. So I don't know. Not saying very much, but I feel like it was six in the morning. It was probably like seven or eight. But... No, it probably was six in the morning. Yeah. The hill I'm pretty... sure opened at eight thirty or nine. And like they were there from eight to four. And then, and then, I wonder they lost their patience with us by the end of the day. See, I don't remember them losing their their patience with us because I I learned to ski with them like on my own essentially, but I just I spent an hour just trying to you know my kids actually did a great job and they loved it they can't wait to go back, but when I think about mom and dad did this in Montreal weather so like minus twenty five degrees I like. I don't know if I'd leave the house if that was the case. And they took us out there, and they committed. And and they didn't know how to ski. They, didn't. Like, right. they were like, learning to like ski. like you, Shai, who already knows how to ski, and you have, like, a motivation and for slopping the way out there. Out. Right. It's not that cold where you live. But they were, like, our age now, and were like, let's take on a new, very difficult sport in the snow and ice. <laughs> With three, with three very small children, children under the age of seven, <laughs> and and I've met some other families that are doing this now, so it's pretty exciting. So I think, well, our hope is to do a lot more skiing. So let's start at the beginning of the day, right? We get up early. We would always have a chocolate croissant. Dad would go out and hit the croissant shop at like five in the morning, and we'd have brioches and chocolate croissants from. That was before we go skiing, or that yeah. was just the I thought. That oh, was before okay. we went skiing, morning. often, or an almond. That was a tradition thing. before we even started skiing. That was like they wrote down on a piece of paper: advantages of moving to Canada, <laughs> advantages of moving to Quebec specifically. Croissants. Yeah, <laughs> these are two people who had never probably eaten a croissant in their life, and yeah. then when they discovered them, they were like, "Oh yeah." They would we're come back this. with a dozen. There was two of each. Yeah. You wonder where mm-hmm. I get it from, and. Right. <laughs> Then we'd drive up, and we would often listen to, it was either James Taylor or Bruce Hornsby. I, I get So true. I, really well, I can feel that. Yeah. Hills, thinking about James Taylor's yeah. Never Die Young album. Never Die Young. Mm-hmm. Which, I have to um, say that. There's another, uh, what, yeah, I, hearing that music associates with that, like, cool, you know, mornings, crisp mornings. And then we drop Becky off at the garderie when we get there. Now, Becky. Do you remember the garderie? Garderie means like guard house. I don't know what it means, but it's French, and it was like a hut in the woods. Daycare. It was essentially it's a daycare, but it's a hut with no English. And it's far enough so like the parents on the ski hill can't hear their children crying. No, they can't find you. You're there all day. (laughs) I remember we just we'd pick Becky up from the car on the way back. Right. Or dad would go in the middle of the day and pick her up and pull her back. Why do I always think he was pulling her on the sled with his teeth? In my mind, he was always... (laughs) He's not an ox. He probably had me in the other hand. And and he'd bring her back sometimes for like half a day of skiing. Who would do that? (laughs) Such good parents. Um, I mean, I was probably all of 
two or three in those days. So things I remember, um, it had a lot of toys with missing pieces. So there was like an empty dollhouse with like one Lego figure. Um, <laughs> the carpet was green and it was always dark in there. So they were always trying so to like make a snack. It seemed like dark. Right. It didn't seem well I lit. remember um, it being But I remember being pulled around on the ski hill on my little ski. So I sort of have like those flashes of the gardery and then you know, jump forward a couple of years to when I was old enough to actually be on skis and dad would tow me around the mountain on skis. Now, and, and you guys were so cute. You'd have the little helmets, which now as an adult, I now wear a helmet every time I ski. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't Remember wear a helmet. Remember how dad used for... to call it the, your pot? Your pot. Yeah. Cause it was like a big pot. pot and you would put yeah. all your, I was showing this to my kids, how you put your gloves and your hat inside your helmet. Oh. And your neck warmer. Oh yeah. yeah. And the neck warmer, which is like a frozen drool sculpture by the end uh, of the day. It's either uh, like, uh, like covered like in a, right, snot and frozen when you're outside or you get come into the chalet and it like heats up and melts and then it's like that warm kind of It's like a like moist like towelette. <laughs> it's so wet. And, and so Lily uh, do you have memories as we go through no, the family? No, she has not. I have, I have injuries. Okay, I, I would like to hear injuries. some of the... Because I do list. remember you There's had a lot top, of calamity. Top 10 <laughs> Some injury. of your calamity. Give us some of the calamity. Okay, well, let's start with, like, probably I was four. And it was one of the times that um, we... You know, one of the first times I think we were going to, like, check it out. I don't think we were skiers yet. And Probably Mont Gabriel. Mont Gabriel for the most right. dollars in the house. Right, and and the dear Sue Carson, who that's Mon Gabriel, hundred percent. Yeah, dear friend of the family was visiting, and I one hundred percent left my jacket at Mahadar House, and had no jacket at the ski hill. Which now that I think about it, I was four. Am I really responsible for my own jacket at four? I mean, <laughs> I'm in not my sure. house, you would be, but uh, yeah, not probably not, not in mine. And um, Sue Carson lent me her sweater. And you could probably use this, Shia, as the publicity for this episode. Oh, that picture. It's a very cute picture. That picture. It's, it's in a, a sweater. picture. Um, and snow pants because I had no jacket. That's mom true. mom Class- got so mad at me. I remember mom being so mad. Really? Like, imagine you could get all the way up to the hill and you're like, there's no jacket? <laughs> like, how am I supposed to do anything? It, and in those days, you know, nowadays, for the kids to go up to the top, they have a thing called a magic carpet. It's just like a conveyor belt. Right. But they, they had, had like, a T-bar. The hook from that, from that, where I know what you did last <laughs> summer movie <laughs> that hook and you're supposed to like hang on to the, it the anxiety i don't think i ever made it to the oh, top God. of a t-bar without falling off of the t-bar they want to just one that, like a, let us go on the chairlift at that point lily because... remember remember that time at um mont saint Anne where we ended up on some obscure part of the mountain and the only way back up was, was using a T-bar. a T-bar and it yeah. got so out of control like it was so hard <laughs> for us that at one point they they were, we were going to like send ski patrol to get us because right. we were basically stranded in we on the mountain like, it's not meant for like not now, children now, now when I um when I when people wait I'm just going to run off a few like, oh, hold okay. on. so the jacket um got trapped under a ski lift as a kid, it went right over my head. The only reason I survived is because I had that helmet. And I fell off a ski lift when I was a bit older. Just fell right off, right at the beginning, thank God, where there's like that powdery snow. Then um, was trying to probably copy you going on Kicking Horse at Morn Heights. No, Kicking Horse at? Yeah, yeah. Morn Heights, Morn Heights. Yeah, that was Morn the Heights. big double black and diamond. And I went on um, 
the moguls and like I jumped, I went off a mogul, like totally like thinking I could copy you. And I landed when I landed, my poles landed in front of me and it went right into my rib cage and I deeply winded myself and could not breathe and had to, I like broke two ribs and had to go to like, again, to like the ski hill hospital or whatever that is. <laughs> There's so many. I got a concussion when I was in high school skiing, then wore a helmet as an adult. After that one, there's countless. countless you, lost, you lost a tooth. You lost a tooth. Yes, oh, I did lose it. That's one of that my memory, memories. Watching a, that happen. That was me and you coming back. We were coming back from ski school, and we were fighting me and you so bad, shy in the car that mom and dad just left us in the car, and they You're were like, right. "It was like they the left us." octagon. <laughs> they like, brought me down. in the house for the record yes, they did they did and they were like murder each other may the best man win and <laughs> which is a funny lesson the car. imagine that is a funny lesson and i lunged at you thinking i could bite you right yeah. and you were wearing 17 layers of clothing because we were skiing <laughs> including a I very like, large sweater a large like, very 80 sweater and knit and I bit you and you just pulled back and took my tooth with you. <laughs> Your front tooth. And I like, cause you just like leaned back really hard. Cause I, I obviously didn't even get near your skin. <laughs> and it was like, Multiple I layers. just remember Lily coming in the house and just like, a handful of like blood. a horror movie, just like blood <laughs> gushing out of and her like, mouth. As a parent, can you imagine mom seeing that and be like, oh my God, what have I done? No, mom probably thought and was like, all right, go rinse your mouth. Like she yeah. didn't get rattled all that easily. Yeah, but right. But these I days, if you're like, we love. We let them sort it out, and one comes back missing <laughs> a tooth and a mouthful of blood. The best and that part... tooth didn't grow in for like years because that... it... <laughs> it was way not ready to come out. That was the best. Is that Lily had a missing tooth for pictures for <laughs> like seven three eight years. years. Oh, three <laughs> years. It felt like seven or eight years. I don't it felt like it wasn't it been long for... that that tooth. It was came forever in. because that tooth was 100 percent not anywhere ready. But that's like, yeah, I would say like that's one of the most epic ones. Uh, and, I mean, and, probably we're very tired from a long day of schlepping and skiing. Beck, you're the youngest. What, mm -hmm. what, what was the skiing experience with either your older, being the youngest in the family skiing? Because in my mind, you kept up. In my mind... Okay, so there's two, there's two prongs to this. One is a lot of my memories of skiing are skiing with dad because before I was old enough to ski by myself as in without like a grown-up and to follow you and Lil, dad would take me skiing. So I have so many memories of just me and him going down the runs I have, together. I have a lot of memories of skiing alone with dad yeah. too. When you guys and then, lessons. yeah, and then as I got older, and this is probably more in the, um, like when we, you know, because we progressed from Morin Heights to Mont Blanc to Tremblant. So it probably really wasn't until the Tremblant days that I, um, was able to go skiing alone with you truthfully until I was probably like a, a teenager. Um, and I just remember you were both so fast. I so specifically remember needing to up my game the first time skiing alone with you guys and going, oh, I got to go that fast if I'm going to do this. It's oh. like a really distinct memory watching you two zip by me. Um, wow. Yeah, but, you know, it pushed me to be a better skier, and eventually I prevailed as the best skier of the three of us. So there you go. Uh, Self-proclaimed. <laughs> uh, well, now, now maybe because... 
my body cannot hold up. Um, so before we get into ski movies, though, we have to talk about probably the most important detail of skiing, and that is ski hill food. There is something about the elevation or the weather that makes Everything that you have in a ski I think it must be the weather and, like, your combination of being so happy you're indoors and sitting. Yeah. And you've just done a huge workout. Yeah, you've just done a workout. You need all that sodium to refill you. So, so before we get into our go-to meals, one of the most important things to bring on a ski in a ski hill is chocolate bars. I feel like the rules of dietary, well, the rules of dietary health were questionable anyway for us. But when you were skiing, you could basically eat chocolate bars. All day. All day. All but it's day. also such a genius move because they're fro- they're like frozen. You would they're get never a jumbo, gonna get a jumbo sized chocolate bar for your coat pocket to give you energy. Like why weren't we just like eating granola bars or like any well, like it was we needed be, sugar and chocolate to let, give us energy. Let's be clear, also. as I'm older and I don't eat those the whole time, I'm way more tired when I ski. And then when we went skiing this past this past weekend, Josh and Bronze bought score bars for us. And Josh actually... Do they have score so bars in the state? Yeah, they, they're, they're, a... they're made a little different. They're, like, thicker. They're not, like, the thin ones, but it is a score bar. It's the same flavors. And and Josh asked me, he goes, so are we going to share these with the kids? And I was like, absolutely not. These are score <laughs> bars for the ski hill. There were uh, only two. I have, a, I have a question. Was there did I, did a I... moment when we were eating at ski hills where we had to, like, be kosher or something that we would only get, like fries with gravy or no. like fries with no. cheese and like no, not no, the no. Whole my my number one no unless you so, were with somebody who was kosher what, but no I feel like what, that was like what is your hierarchy of chocolate bars on the ski hill mine are very clearly score really, crunchy I have to coffee's think, crisp not on the ski hill it's very clear to me but like i cuz i don't really like that ch- chocolate that much so it's not a big deal but like for some reason on us on a ski hill Arrow bars are a thing. No, they, the order they is do score, taste better on a ski hill. Score coffee crisp arrow on a ski hill. So I go no, score crunchy because the first time I ever had a crunchy bar, I mean, crunchy. A crunchy cannot. A, a, no bite of a crunchy could be wasted on some ski lift. No, you have to like be tuned crunchy. into your crunchy. Oh, There's okay. a specific way in which I eat a crunchy totally bar that can only happen. You mean, in, do you eat the like, chocolate? Then... You try to eat the chocolate around the sides. On the round yeah. the side. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. so hard to get the For bottom. Me, it's always, so it's always bottom. coffee crisp. There will never be a greater chocolate bar of all time. A chocolate bar that tastes like coffee. It's like my dream. If, if you were raised in Canada, I would like to know is if that you've not heard a of thing? these chocolate. Is, coffee is, crisps, as far as I know, I can only find yeah, them in Yeah, coffee crisp, arrow, caramel. Those are all Canadian, right? Oh, caramel, I forgot them. That's not one of my top ones. But you can't, no, because you no. can't have that on the scale, because then you have to risk, like, caramel it, goo. Mush, no. yeah. You know, getting, like, coffee crisp score, arrow, crunchy because again like becky i need to concentrate if i'm up against a crunchy now my go-to meal i'm gonna go for my go-to my meal. mouth is watering i have a coffee crisp in my pantry right now i might have to go get it <laughs> my, go- my go-to meal to this day although it has to vary depending on where i am but if i'm in quebec cheeseburger there was nothing like a ski hill cheeseburger i don't know what it is not a bacon cheeseburger a cheeseburger and uh a poutine or just the fries and the sauce because no I don't think that's fair. Fries and sauce. Why so, would you just do fries? And just eat so many people. It's a lot. It's do you a remember lot, standing online at the cheese. Mont Blanc? Do you remember standing online at the Mont Blanc um, cafeteria Judging and people? those like old ladies that would serve it? Be like, 
Fritos. Yeah, fritos. It, it, oh, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Dean, and then fritos. a hot chocolate, of course. Oh, why and would you not get the cheese? Just ask for less cheese. Do you, you know what? Do you remember a sugar? Just speak a, enough French to ask for less cheese. <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember sugar pies? I definitely not a thing they for were, me. I only ever was, had a. I don't think I've ever had at a ski hill. I've never even eaten a hamburger in real life, let alone at a ski hill. And I definitely only ever had a poutine and a hot chocolate. Like there's no other food for me that exists at a ski hill. A sugar, I've never skied outside of Quebec. I literally don't know what it's like. But a sugar not pie have a is very Quebec. It's basically the inside. Yeah. It's basically a pie that's the inside of a pecan pie without the pecans. It's just that yeah. part. It's just sugar. It's just. It's Honest, sugar. Well, so, Lily, yours is a poutine. That's your meal. Just poutine, the real version, and um, a hot chocolate. And Shai, the like, can we just mention? Can you explain the first time you tried to make poutine at home? I, poutine? I don't remember when I tried to make poutine at home. You tried at the country house. You tried to. You went and got seventeen thousand cans of Saint Hubert. I think Same we didn't try to make it. I successfully made it. I made right. like a and huge thing. And why would you make it? You would just go to the cast crouton and buy it. And just like, get it. Like, anyway, so you were like, I'm going to make, gonna make poutine for everybody. You've got the, the cheese curds. you got the poutine sauce. Oh, you got the French fries. And we made it at home, but I, the fries were not fried, so they're made in the oven, so it's just not the same. And you overbought the poutine sauce to the point where... When they sold the house 20 <laughs> years later, the, there's a bottom line of the pantry was just poutine cans. Like, I'm just so curious to get into your psyche in that moment. Like, what anxiety you had what, of, oh, like, what have you happened of sauce? First of all, I have some St. Hubert sauce in my house right now that I bought <laughs> in 2015. What if they run out? So what, if it, what if Quebec right. goes out of business? Guys, there's a, a, a diner, like a, a restaurant sort of diner situation near me called Augie's, and it's a Montreal deli, and they make poutine, I'm pretty sure, with imported Saint Hubert sauce, and I'm going to go the fudge. only way I would accept a poutine outside. I mean, I'll eat something called a poutine, but I won't accept it but unless it is do. with real oh, sauce McDonald's made in Quebec. Nothing drives me more crazy when people try to make poutine, and they're not in Quebec, or they're not from Quebec, and they just, they don't get it. They don't get the squeaky cheese. They don't, and they, or they where they put the the order wrong, like there's a certain order in which it yeah, needs. Yeah, it's fries, then cheese, and then the they, hot sauce that melts the, the cheese. I know to right? melt the cheese. If you put the cheese on top, it and never that, melts. And in if those that sauce isn't like hot enough, you've got problems. And if right. you don't eat it fast enough, then that bottom layer of your poutine turns into congealed, mm, that's cold. Delicious. That's yeah. delicious. I love that. <laughs> it's very unique, but it's because also if that cheese doesn't melt. You don't want to eat those things not melted. <laughs> those so balls back, of cheese. Are there any yeah. meals? Are there any meals that we have missed. I have two things to add. One, yes, poutine and hot chocolate are the number one foods. Um, but as a child, my special ski hill food was a hot dog. So I actually, I don't think of the burger. I think of like a hot dog. Oh, like one of those, like a steamy? Like remember those yeah, Montreal steamy, exactly. steamies? I was going to say it's a steamy. I would get a steamy every every Sunday when we would go. I've never seen, I don't know, are other, there are other, well, other places in the world where they steamy. make a steamy? A steamy is just or a steamed hot steamed dog. Steamed hot dog. It's like it was a so wet, good. Cold, a and wet you know, hot dog. No, so good. Um, and you know what? Do you know what Dad's ski hill food is? A soup. No chili. He loves oh, yeah. chili. And a muffin. And a muffin. And a bran muffin. And a muffin. He loves chili and a muffin. No and blueberry. Then, muffin. And then Dad, it's amazing. Dad's jacket filled 
with chocolate bars. Like the lining. It was like he'd always like the healthiest have... man in the world with forty chocolate bars. Like an entire Costco jumbo box we, of chocolate. First of all, mom's probably heard this by now. She we're a half hour into this, which by the way, this conversation is making me so happy. I really hope listeners enjoy it. Just like um, the but we haven't men- we haven't mentioned mom at all, and I'm sure she's furious because not only was well, she Becky made a good point in her notes that mom had all those clementines. Mom had the cle- mom, mom brought clementines. clementines. I remember her peeling them for me, and she would take all the white membrane off of it. So when I get it, it would be perfectly peeled. Like there would never be any white stuff on it. Now that you called them a membrane, now I'm really. But mom, you know, mom, the best memory I have of mom is, first of all, she, I, you know, when you're little, you can't imagine your parents afraid, but mom describes now how terrified she was. And now I, cause she learned to ski. She's in her, from the Caribbean. She was learning like to ski woman, in her parents. Like the fact that they, that she just was like, Lily, you are just digging into your no, nose I'm right having now. A, I'm you a are just, I can't watch this. <laughs> Sorry. I got to move out. Is... Lily's picking her nose. No, so I thought just... my nose is oh my... bleeding the whole time that we're talking. <laughs> I don't have a tissue. I'm like, I'm going to have to get up and leave. My... I'm having a nosebleed. Yeah. I'm full on having a nosebleed. <laughs> Looks like you're just digging for pride. No, I'm not. I swear I'm not digging for anything. I, I'm literally having, I was going to say something before and be like, guys, I'm having a nosebleed. I have to go. <laughs> but I've been like staving it off this whole time. <laughs> Squeeze the, pinch the top. Okay, no, I pinch that's top. sorry. That's bad. Oh no. So, no, pinch the top So sorry, I didn't want to interrupt so and then the I ended other, up distracting. The <laughs> other thing I want to say about mom is that mom would you know, people talk a lot about me trying to get into school, but mom was my 100% best buddy enabler because if there was just a beautiful snow day, mom was like, "Hey, shy, you don't need to go to school today. We're going skiing," and she would take yeah, me. Yeah, mom was, was the, the best. best. She did that with me too. It was the best. Okay, now the other thing that would happen a lot is we would watch a lot of movies, of course, in the country house and in the winter, and there is a special and much smaller than I realized oeuvre of skiing related movies. Now, not skiing documentaries like the Warren Miller movies, but movies like Ski Patrol, Ski Ski School, and then I would say skiing adjacent movies, Dumb and Dumber, Better Off Dead. And so I thought we could for Aspen today, in, in, yeah, in the in honor of our in honor of our movie, um, uh, the movies we watched when we were. Uh, kids. Does this make you feel like really surprised that there aren't more ski movies? It did. It, made, it really surprised me. I mean, I... Well, guys, I'm very, very excited for the new ski movie with uh, Will Down... Ferrell and I, Julia. I, I, oh, I actually was going to try to see it before we uh, taped, but it didn't uh, work it out. It came out like a couple days ago. I know. I want to see it. But it, so... I think it's more of like a dark comedy than an actual but ski movie. But I want to... Hill. It does take place. This is true. So well, that's a ski move. I went through a list. We even, I, I'm so proud of you guys that we even watched one that we had never seen before for this from the 90s. I feel like I've seen it. Okay. Well, I definitely you... saw it. So, I do really feel like I've but seen it. I'm going to start with my favorite. And my favorite is Ski Patrol, not to be confused with Ski School. Ski School. Which right. we're going to get to because yeah. we all watched that this week. But Ski Patrol, which stars, like the main stars, I have no idea who they are, but Paul Feig is in it, who would go on to be like the masterful director and part of Freaks and Geeks, the Freaks and Geeks crew and everything like that. George Lopez and Ray Walston, who was uh, my favorite Martian, I believe. And so, and Judge Bone on um, uh, on uh, uh, 
picket fences. So do you guys remember that one about the, it was the ski patrol versus the ski instructors. And the ski instructors were the. That movie's actually like legitimately funny. That was like a good one. It's a good movie and it's not too, too dated. It's like, it's um, one of the characters, his main, each character has like a specialty. So there's the main, you know, uh, can't be tamed uh, good guy who makes trouble who's the head of the ski patrol don't know his name then there was the guy who had a karaoke machine and his main contribution to this team was having them win karaoke parties and like being like he walked in with like a boom box and he'd be like don't worry everyone I brought my boom <laughs> box and then George Lopez's characters was the explosives guy and right. he was like always throwing dynamite <laughs> And I don't know exactly what... Oh, and Martin Mull is in the movie also. And I don't know exactly what happens, but at the end they save the resort by skiing. And Seems it's a, to be a pretty typical a, story. It's a lovely, fun... It's a lovely, I think, fun movie. It's not 100% kid-friendly, but it is not R-rated. And now we come to Ski School, which we all watched this week, which I, I was... I, it was a movie I never got around to seeing all of, starring Dean Cameron, who is in... who has played Chainsaw in Summer School, and as well as a few other familiar faces. Now, what did you guys see... See, what did you guys think of seeing this movie now? It was a really, really weird this is a classic. I mean, like, I just feel like, did we not realize how rapey the 80s were? Like, I know this was made in 1990, so it's like, we've talked about that a lot, but like, bad or worse than this. but at the time when these movies were made, I guess people are like. That's funny. Just like, a, like sexual it, harassment was hilarious. Right. There is a scene then. in this movie where a guy pretends to like be weightlifting and just like he pretends Drops the, weights the weights aren't working and a like, woman. presses his whole body against a woman. And, and her she's, reaction like, laughing, is, like, "Oh my god, you!" So right. But but like, okay. What so, about when they teach the lumbata in the sauna with like twenty women? <laughs> What's that? So, Becky, you were a ski instructor. So, again, this is another situation where there's a lot of boobs. There, there's like in this a rowdy for it being a winter movie. Slightly less boobs when I was a ski instructor. There is there's like... a a team of like rowdy ski school teachers led by led by Dean Cameron, and then there's like the uptight ones. Which, by the way, I never knew of any ski hill mountain ever having teams of ski instructors who actually don't teach anyone how to ski at any point. Ever. I. <laughs> couldn't halfway through the movie i texted you and i was like are some of these people the students because it seemed as if that it was like a like a university type situation where the ski school was like the the, the adults are, oh, like it was like, like a ski school like they were just ski going away to school, school. literally exactly <laughs> and they're students and they live in a dorm and like the, the teachers are like they're ras oh. I, I couldn't he's like <laughs> I realized as I was watching it that some of those people are stu- are supposedly the students. Like I semester so at sea, so, but like semester at a ski at resort? Sea. That's what I, I, don't know. Actually, was, I wrote my own. I plot. mean, nobody even. Tra- now, this movie took place at, in the night, took place at Whistler, which nobody right. mentions, right? Like, this is, movie takes place in Canada. Which there was a is... lot of Whistler blanding and Labatt's with an apostrophe S. There were those, like, right. the slalom signs. And uh, the big revelation of the movie at the end is skiing is partying and partying is skiing. They somehow, I don't exactly know. And then to win the big final ski competition, the good guys cheat a lot. They don't win fair at all. There's they put glue no on the proper snow. There's no lessons in this movie. 
like to win one of the fights that they have with the uptight ski instructors, they pull this hilarious homosexual prank on two guys, which is but it's so like, wildly inappropriate. Okay, and that's even how they that win. aside, the audiovisual, like, technical side of this prank was <laughs> hugely involved. You needed, like, seven people to be running cables, doing in-camera edits. This was, like, a big deal. Live feed. This is, it, it was, it was... All there, to make fun of people a, that they could be gay, which yeah. is just like I mean, that writer's room at that time where everybody was like, this is going to be an epic joke. And it's it's very, just that very they dated might now. be gay. Just now, terrible. It, it's it, very, very dated now. But um, but I will say, aside from the atrocious things in the movie, the charming parts of the movie, particularly Dean Cameron as the main guy, were were enjoyable like i like now i watch it and i'm like oh my god i can't believe this is a movie they well, it was make... like you said like what was your reaction it was a mix between so much nostalgia yeah for a, like, these types of movies like you know there's like a ski themed movie a winter themed movie with hijinks B, right with hijinks and like we're you know no where you're wondering who are actually like did they just get a bunch of skiers to act because these people clearly can't act and the costumes are so 80s and stuff and it's just so there's so much nostalgia and like a mix of just being totally horrified that this was something that somebody would have showed us as an appropriate film back then. Ski Patrol is the better movie on that front, if I recall. Like the big thing they make yeah. fun of is that one guy for being short. But even then, no, no, Paul no. Feig's character's like main moment of triumph is when he dresses up in drag as Tina Turner, and they win some sort of contest, uh, karaoke contest, and um, and yeah, that I mean, again, these aren't exactly enlightened movies, but Ski Patrol is the more palatable by today's. Okay, I I'm but I'm glad we watched this just to like check it off the list that we saw it. All right, let's go through some of the other ones now. I'm gonna say a hot take. I was talking about this on Twitter with the great Brian Stever of take two and dumb and dumber which is has a lot of skiing in it is and not i'm not yes that, it's not my I, favorite fairly brothers it's like i've never even been that into what? it yeah that is what? insane to no me. that's the like you basically one. started a twitter feud yeah i, I did I, my favorite one no. fairly brothers movies is stuck on you i just love that one it's a cute movie that's fine but you can't hold a candle to dumb and dumber i just feel like dumb and dumber is it's so epic it's so gross and when they're biking I... with the flies in their mouth Ugh. no it's not Whatever it's it is, not. it's so gross. It's so gross. <laughs> oh my god! When uh, I love how much Lily has always loved Dumb and Dumber. Oh my god! That has been a favorite of hers. I just think when of what's mom his name gets diarrhea, yeah, I was that's... laughing so hard, like then there was no sound coming out of my mouth. But I, like you that's love a good diarrhea. Scene. I like, do. Dan Wilder is also one of your favorites. Yeah, but movies. I like that Wilder more than Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. <laughs> you give me a good diarrhea scene that <laughs> yeah. catches me off guard. And... I'm sold. And, all right, so now I want to see if you guys remember these two movies. Okay, they were advertised on... Remember when you used to have pay-per-view and there was a channel on, on television that was just commercials for what was on pay-per-view that month? And, yeah. And so when you'd be homesick and you had nothing else to watch, I'd just watch that over and over, like the sure. rotation. And there was a In commercial for this movie, people. Fire, Ice, and Dynamite, starring Roger Moore. And it was about some rich guy who made all these, like, people do crazy sport skiing things in order to win his money. And they put dynamite on their skis. And anyways, you guys, okay. do you remember seeing that? 
No. So then no. I saw Moving that, on. and I wanted to rent another movie called. Do we have to keep talking about? Yes, this? I want to finish it because I want to make the point that I was Ugh. like, well, that was pretty fun. There's a movie called Fire and Ice. I bet it's just like the first part it's of the not. series. It's not. It's like a it's just medieval. a ballet skiing movie. It's just oh, because there's another one that's like a medieval. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a different um, one. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. that existed. That's from so, 83. Right, now let's talk Aspen Extreme. I remember going to see this with Alana oh Austin my God. in the theater. I, rem- I remember when I saw this at home. I didn't see this in the theater because I wasn't old enough. But then you probably got to rent it or something. Oh, yeah. And I Wait, saw it. And Aspen it was like the Extreme? First, yeah. yeah. It was starring the first, Paul like, Gross uh, of I'm South I'm pretty sure the first place we saw it was on the bus ride to Mont Saint-Dad for Dad's company ski trip. And I can't think of, like, anything more in a... Like, I remember being, yeah, like, six years old and, like, watching people do like I mean, is it more inappropriate than ski school? No, it's just got I adult know, they, themes. Like, one of the guys it's dies. One of the guys dies. And, yeah. and they're, yeah. like, doing cocaine. And, like, that is not a movie to be putting on, like, a family-friendly It has a dark side. Ride. It shows the dark side of being a ski instructor in Aspen. Yeah, it's extreme. <laughs> it's extreme. The but skiing tr- in that movie is amazing. The rest of it is a little bit mad, but Peter Berg is awesome in it. Although I mean, I, never, I remember... The Powder 8? Okay. That was the first time I saw the Powder 8, yes. I remember the first time I saw... That was the first time I ever saw Peter Berg. And what it cost me later in life to believe, like until IMDb came out, that that was the same Peter Berg who went on to become a good actor in other movies and a director. Major director. Big yeah, time but, director and producer. Wait, because is that all the same always, one? Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, same Peter Berg. Because he's the guy from Aspen Machine. Wasn't he on ER? Or Chicago no, Hope? Chicago, Chicago Hope. Hope. Chicago, Chicago Hope. And right. he was and then, in uh, so Corky and Romano. <laughs> right. So, like, to me, that guy <laughs> oh. is not the same actor, even, let alone the same guy who's a great director. And didn't he make Black Hawk Down? No, well, he did, didn't he do Scott. Friday Night Lights? No, he he. No, he did Friday Night Lights. He, that's he, for he sure. Did, Ridley Scott did that. He did. Oh, um, he didn't do Black, but he no, did but do. He did, he did some other very heavy, like heavy, um, almost award-winning war movies. I want to say he did Lone Survivor. I'm having a little bit of problems checking the internet. No, he did Lone Survivor. Yeah, he did do Lone yeah. Survivor. So he's done some like not only and big Friday movies, but like really big, critically acclaimed war war movies. The Kingdom he did as well, which is is really good uh, war movie yeah. as well. But in this anyway, movie, he so runs I, naked in the in, snow from the drug does, dealers, and then his character. And then I never alert, believed that it was the same guy. <laughs> his character dies in a random avalanche, and I remember afterwards they're like, "We should have checked the avalanche report," but there was nothing previously said in the movie about checking avalanches and avalanche reports, <laughs> and so his character dies needlessly. Then there was Hot Dog the movie. I never saw that. Did you guys see that? I don't even know what that is. No, I don't know what you're talking about. These are all, I remember seeing these VHSs. And now let's get to, so I've mentioned, I mentioned skiing movies to a couple people. I'm exhausted by this deep dive into your random memories. I mentioned skiing movies yesterday to some friends, and the first thing they said was better off dead. I'm so happy that counts as a ski movie. I think it does count well, as a ski book, movie. It depends. Yeah, I know because they're 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 it's the the K two run right that they're like battling over or something. I don't remember. John Cusack is like the I cool got, guy. I gotta is say that, that movie. Talk about like dated yeah, movies. A movie about this guy repeatedly making light of a teenager trying to kill himself uh, is to kill himself. Yeah, or it's he dark may humor, actually I would be. Say it's... Yeah, that that movie does not work for me anymore at all. <laughs> that 
That movie works for me less than Ski School does. Um, That's fair. Uh, the, I mean, I didn't love that movie when I first saw it. I was like, I don't get it. What's so funny about this guy? I feel like Becky really liked it. He tries to hang kid. himself in the garage, like as part of yeah. the movie. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I did not fully understand he was trying to. Kill no, himself. I think Becky liked the cute French girl and the skiing. The French. Yeah. Now the French bread scene is amazing. That's French, like French bread, and, French and, fries, and French dressing. Dressing. And, and it has booger in it, and I, I love booger. The, the actor, um, not what Lily's digging for in her nose. I'm right. not. It's just a nosebleed. Oh, and then I didn't see... Let sound. I didn't Curtis see Armstrong is booger. Yeah. I didn't see e- yeah. Eddie the Eagle, but I really want to see that. Me neither, but I like... Uh, Taron Egerton's Taron Egerton. He'll get an Oscar one day. And then, Becky, who put in Cool Runnings? Not a skiing movie. Yeah, but it's a Winter Mountain movie. I feel That's like it doesn't movie. not count. What? They're no, sledding it's, in it. It's, an it's Olympic, a movie about sledding. It, it's when I read that, movie. I was like, clearly there needs to be more skiing movies that don't involve just like boobs and hot tubs or cocaine <laughs> use and avalanche deaths. You're right. Like, is there no intermedium for a ski movie? I feel like ski hills have so much potential. Why is it all topless women in hot tubs and avalanche deaths? Well, we have to see downhill and report back. Exactly. Uh, but I will say the skiing in all, most of these movies is fantastic. I really enjoyed all the skiing. All right. Let's get to what we have been watching. I have some big ones to report, and I want to discuss them with you guys very peripherally because Allie and I went on a critically acclaimed binge, and we saw Uncut Gems one night and then Parasite the next night. And honestly, like, I have to watch, I had to watch cartoons to recover from both of those movies. <laughs> I thought Uncut Gems was phenomenal, and I never want to see it again, but it was phenomenal. Right. And I thought Adam Sandler absolutely gave a Best Actor-worthy appearance uh, performance, yep. and it was far more impressive to me than Joaquin Phoenix drooling and crying for and giggling for two hours. That isn't to say someone else couldn't have won the little kid from... I still think the little kid from Jojo Rabbit was the best, but Adam Sandler was amazing in that movie. It was a really hard-to-take movie. It's sad, and it it's sad throughout, and it's sad at the end and have you both there, seen it? it's never not completely depressing yeah it's well there's like glimmers and there, humor in it but it's it's really well done it's i, I it never oh, i'll yeah. say this it never Expertly once made. makes you think that being a gambling addict is a good idea no i told ali it's i like was like See, all i do it's is incredible. buy dvds could be worse <laughs> she's like low bar uh, and I thought Indina Menzel was really good in it, and I yeah. thought the guy who played his brother-in-law, who was also in Billions. In Billions, um, yeah, he's fantastic. He was fantastic. It was just so. So, can we talk just spoilery for just two seconds here? Uh, skip to the end if you don't want to hear it. So, was there a lesson of the movie? Like, was there, like in the end, there's just this like brutal mass murder and robbing that it ends on, right? What what were we getting at there? That like you can't live your life this way, and like yeah. this is just a miserable way to live, and it catches up with you eventually. And these people are, so. and and the people that you get involved um, I with. I don't know. I think it had. I I don't know that there was a lesson, but I think it was for me more of a window into um, superstition. Oh, interesting. And, and sports gambling and superstition, and that's very very real. Well, and we shouldn't like underestimate sh- the power oh, that that okay. superstition we shouldn't, has but on I, people. I think and I think for me it was there was no me. lesson. There was no lesson to be learned, but, but it was really like um, a, a 
seeing the inside of a world that most of us are not exposed to. Right. Oh. And Becky texted me, the movie's about gambling and superstition. Like, one of her texts to me about it before I had seen it. And, like, I was about to watch it. And that was, like, a cool text to have because I kind of thought, oh, okay, wow, okay, I know what to look out for. And and I, I really picked up on that. I was able to kind of, like, better probably pick up on it with all the chaos in the movie on the whole superstition aspect of it. However, which I thought was really interesting is that Adam Sandler's character is not superstitious, but because he knows so much about basketball and the athletes and everything, uses that superstition against or to, to play off of it, take advantage of it, to get what he wants. And, and, he's and, using and I mean, that and his character can't stop. Him. Can't stop. Like well, he... that's yeah. That's the. This is like random, but I was um, talking to my therapist about uh, different, like different thought process, and we were talking about n- negative. Um, like delusion. So like when you're negative, but like in like a catastrophic way, oh, a plane's going to fall out of the sky and hit me. Right. Then there's negative realist thoughts like, oh, I could trip like that could happen. Positive realistic thoughts. Oh, I could get a job promotion. It's possible. Maybe not or whatever it is. Or I could, you know, I don't know, whatever it is, positive things that are possible in this life. And then, um, uh, positive delusional thoughts and I was like well what do you mean by that and she's like oh those are addicts I was like what and she was like yeah you positively think that this time will be different or you think I'm not I'm not actually an addict I'm not an addict but I'm gonna go back again and I I had that in the back of my head she was like luckily that's not my problem so thank you I was like check don't have that thank god but 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 when I was watching the movie I was like stuck in my head and I was like oh my god he doesn't even think he's an addict he doesn't know he's an addict. So here's so a he question. He thinks it's always going to be different, and he thinks he doesn't have a problem. And spoiler, you you know that like had he been okay, he would have lost the million that he wins. That's true. And Eventually, here's another like, question: I have. Gonna, Is there any explanation no as to what his brother-in-law's job is, and does he actually owe the money to the brother-in-law, or is it to the other guys? He owes it to the brother-in-law. The other guys were the brother-in-law's, like, heavies. Enforced. He, his enforced. And they turn on him yeah. at the end. Yes, because I think the brother-in-law is not really in that world, but kind of, like, hired these goons to, you know, watch his back, or he's getting involved in something he probably shouldn't be, but he's not a real, like, mobster. But he's lending money out, and I think it turns on him as well. I heard a really interesting interview with Adam Sandler where he said that most of the people in the movie are not actors. They're real guys from, like, the streets of New York. All the jewelry guys are real guys that work in the the district. And that it took the Softie brothers years to be able to, like, convince them to film down there, to get access to the stores, to get the guys to be on camera. And, like, they had a lot of grunt work behind the film. And that the tough guys in the movies are real tough guys. And they had, like, with the stunt coordinators uh, would say, okay, you don't actually have to hit uh, Mr. Sandler. We can make it look like you're hitting him in the face. And they're like, what do you mean? It says hit Sandler in the face. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I got hit in the face. So Like, they were great. They were fantastic. So it's a movie I can't stop thinking about, but it's not a movie I can watch again. Parasite is similar. I haven't seen it. When I first walked out of it, I was like, I don't know, what's the big deal? And then literally within 15, 20 minutes of processing it, I was like, well, that that movie was 
pretty brilliant. And so Becky said that it, like, you thought it, about it more and more. It, 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 it was pretty brilliant. It has a lot going on in it, and I start. Then I was like, I need to start reading about it. And it's amazing. I'm still not sure it would be my best picture. To me, Jojo Rabbit was still the best like, movie, but it was a special experience. Parasite. It was a real special. It was. It was an, also it miserable, by the way. Subtitles? Miserable. Uh, yeah, with subtitles. Miserable. In, but in yeah, in Korean with subtitles. In, in Korean English. with subtitles, but a miserable experience. Like that, you feel awful at the end of that movie. In my opinion. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting to me is let's look at like three of the <laughs> biggest movies this year: Uncut Gems, Joker, and and um, and Parasite. Like these are movies about miserable experiences and like i mean in some ways either blue jojo rabbit in that too yeah jojo rabbit's more surreal but yeah but but... sure but it's the topics are and then Um, you have 1917 which is war becky what did you watch so this last week i watched cheer which is a craze um, sweeping the nation. Everyone I talk to is watching sweet, it. And I have to tell you, so sweeping the nation so much so that I started watching it on my own. And I put it on in the evening. Vlad would be puttering around the house doing something. And he kept on, like, catching glimpses of it and lingering behind me. Like, kind of standing behind the couch. And then eventually he just gave up and sat down next to me. He's like, can we watch one more? He's like, I need to know what's going to happen to Jerry. Like, it's. It, really it is so well done. So cheer, huge recommend on that. Um, and then once you watch it, then you have to watch Jerry, a favorite character, do Ellen's red carpet at the Oscars and all of these super incredibly famous people reacting to seeing Jerry, which was like very heartwarming. So that was like a bonus. Um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is back, loving it. The Good Place season series finale, highly satisfactory. Also recommend that. Um, and uh, last night, our very special cousin Vanessa came over to watch Outlander with me, and we watched. How the was the premiere? Together. Is it good? There were very satisfying parts of it, but I don't feel like it was like enough, quite enough of a setup for the season. So we'll see what happens over the next couple apps. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one. And two, a second shout out to Cousin Vanessa because since moving to California, she has really been my ski buddy. So I want to give that's, her like an That's a extra good theme. Special. Yeah. And Lil? I finally got to watch Jojo Rabbit, which was, I knew nothing about it. I just knew that you guys loved it. Everybody else loved it. Um, and I knew that it was a boy in World War II time. Who's, is, he's in Austria who uh, has an imaginary friend that's uh, Hitler and he's like in the U- Hitler youth movement and yet somehow made by um, written by a Jew who or someone who's half Jewish um, who's from New Zealand and was a comedy about a very serious subject and everybody loved it. I'm like, talk about a gamble <laughs> to, to put something like that out there. And it was not, it's so good to not know anything about it. Yeah. And that's all you need to know about it. If you need to know anything at all. And, um, the, the heartfelt moments of it hit me like a, like a gut punch. Like, so like, it, it's rare to watch a movie and you're just going along watching, enjoying you're immersed in the world. And all of a sudden you get slapped across the face emotionally and like it was like a physical response and 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 it's a very subtly done the way that the whole movie develops it's just so beautiful and brilliant and the acting was out of this world talk about when a kid deserves an oscar this was it a kid 
deserved an Oscar. And it was um, it was beautiful. And I understand why it's now like part of the Shoah, the Holocaust Museum in Israel's educational program. Oh, it is. They That's asked amazing. Him, yeah, they asked him if he could, um, if they could like have the rights to it, and he was like, yes. <laughs> and he said it was great to hear him say that the three, besides the Oscar, like the things that made him feel like they were so meaningful and he didn't need the Oscar was um, that Mel Brooks called him personally and said, this is a great movie. Wow. And he was like, that's it. I've done. What? Did he call him or was or it he said at an award event? Or maybe they were at the same event. event together and he went up to him and said, that's he a went big personally deal. to that's him amazing. and said, this is a great movie. And he said to his agent, he was like, and I'm done. Like, that's it. <laughs> um, so he spoke to Holocaust survivors who said to him that they thought it was a beautiful movie and that the Shoah um, Museum asked him if they could use it for education purposes. And he was like, OK, what more do you want? Like, those are the accolades that matter. And he's like, and then the Oscars great. And that puts the movie also on like a, an interesting perspective because uh, it's really difficult. I mean, Schindler's List is very powerful and very educational but that's a really heavy movie to and that's like a main movie that you would show to teenagers to explain the holocaust this gives that's an important movie and i think everybody should see it this gives a different alternative to that kind of conversation also for filmmaking obviously but for the holocaust and world war ii i just it's just it's as good as you know when it was every movie's so hyped up you're like oh boy and it was as good as everybody said that's awesome. That's so really that was cool. cool. And Becky, I I haven't between Shy and Becky, I have been able to see Shrill, and I'm loving it. So thank you for your concerted effort to get it to me, in Tenerife, which I appreciate, and I am in, highly enjoying it and recommend it to everyone. That's great. Yeah, Shrill is on Hulu for those who are interested. Um, I will say just last but not least, since we're talking about Holocaust-related things, uh, Hunters. Which is Ooh, the I believe Al Pacino, Jordan Peele, executive producer, Al Pacino. Is it uh, out yet? No, it's uh, so it's coming out this week, February twenty first. Oh. We've got to get okay. into. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get into that. And yeah. Logan Lerman, who I think is a awesome actor, Logan Lerman was in the Percy Jackson movies, and I was always bummed yeah. they never finished that series. But I think he's yeah. awesome. I think he's sort of like a a darker Zac Efron. And so I'm very, uh, I'm, I'm very excited for this. I'm very excited for this series to come out. Okay, where can people follow you, Becky? At Paper BK Princess on Twitter and Letterbox. And Lily, where can people follow you? Chi Chi, C H I C H I K Gomez on Twitter and Letterbox as well. And you can follow me at Pancake the Number Four Table Pancake Four Table on Twitter and Instagram, and Letterboxd. Or you can follow everything we're doing at FridayNightMoviePod.com. And uh, we're going to be at Baltimore Comic Con, October 23rd to 25th, 2020. Our theme song is by What Does It Eat? And It Shall Kick In. And I will wish you all a wonderful day. Love you. Bye. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.